Welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I am your host, Kate Noel, and I am so happy you're here. My mission is to inspire you to be the best version of yourself by truly honoring what your mind, body, and soul want and need. Here, we talk about everything and anything, wellness, recovery, lifestyle stuff, lots more. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello beauties, welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. I'm so excited you're here today. I'm doing a solo cast today all about wanting to change your body for a relationship or for a partner. This is an episode on my take on dating or even if you aren't dating, it doesn't matter if you're single or you're with with your partner. This is just my general advice on basically wanting to change your body for a relationship or for another person and why that's problematic in my opinion and also some tips I have on kind of changing the narrative around this and so I hope that you find this episode helpful and inspiring. I'm not a dating coach, you know, I I just have my own experience and so I hope that you can just take this for inspiration Um, and yeah, before we get into the solo cast, I want to shout out a recent review. So reviewing and rating is the absolute best way that you can support this podcast. And I appreciate every single one of you for taking the time to do this. It means the world to me. So today's review is from Baby Bibbles, exclamation mark. Ooh, fun name. And it's titled, I love this pod. It says, Kate has by far had the most positive impact on my recovery thus far. Her voice is immensely comforting and her positivity and vulnerability is inspiring. Thank you so much. I am honored, truly honored to play a role in your recovery journey. That is why I'm doing what I'm doing. That is what I'm here to do. And it feels extremely full circle and very rewarding to hear that. And it just keeps me going. So thank you so much. I wish you the best in your recovery journey. Everyone, let's take a second and just give baby bibbles all the recovery inspiration and just all those good vibes and energy and prayers. Thank you so much. Okay, let's get into this episode. So I want to first lay some groundwork here for kind of my approach to relationships while you are, you know, on a self-love journey or in recovery or recovering from anything, any sort of self-love blockage you have in your life. You cannot expect someone else to love you when you don't love yourself. At least there is a void that's always going to be there. You know, we have we have a requirement just through our life in my opinion that we need to love ourselves. If we don't love ourselves or respect ourselves, there's always going to be a void inside of us that cannot be filled by anyone but you, at least sustainably, you know, long-term. It may seem like in the beginning of a relationship, maybe, oh, okay, I can't love myself, but this person can love me. That might work for a little bit, but eventually it's going to, you're going to need to change that because it's going to fight back and you are going to feel that. I know that because I've been there with my journey. I mean, I got married to my husband when I was still in my 
eating disorder. So I have experienced being in a relationship, dating, being in an engagement, being in a marriage, in my eating disorder, and then a year or so after we were married, I started going through my recovery. So I've experienced what it, the change that happens when you actually start to fill yourself up with self-love instead of expecting someone else to. I expected Rio, my husband, to give me that, to fill that void for me. And it left me feeling misunderstood, confused, and it honestly left me almost not liking myself even more. And it really wasn't helpful for me. But I do want to acknowledge how much the media has played into like how we have to look in order to get our significant other. You know, we have to look a certain way. We're exposed to this message as babies, as toddlers, as kids. It just keeps getting worse into our adulthood. And the entertainment industry, the porn industry, the workplace industry, which is very masculine, it all perpetuates the idea that in order to get what we want, as women especially, we need to look like we're 25 years old with a size four clothes and perfect skin and yada, yada, yada. And there's a million other things. You also have to have big tits and the hourglass shape. And it's honestly impossible. And, and it's just exhausting. So I understand that that is what the media is telling us that we need to do. And I understand that a lot of people are stuck in that mindset. But we can change this. And honestly, it's so much more empowering to be on the other side of this than in that self-deprecating and manipulating way of thinking about getting what you want in this world via having like a quote perfect appearance. I also want to acknowledge that we are always the most critical of ourselves by far, right? So especially for those who are entrenched with, you know, diet culture or who are in recovery from an eating disorder, we are uh, self-critical so much more than other people are, especially our partners and the people that we attract in our life. It doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman or non-binary. You're the person that you, let's say, have a crush on or you're the person you're married to or the, your boyfriend or girlfriend, whoever it is, they are not as critical of you when it comes to your body, most likely. If they are, big red flag. But you know, we're most critical of ourselves and people who have a healthy body image and in general, like a healthier outlook on life are not going to be as critical of you as you are to you. So there are polarities in our world, black and white, sun and moon, feminine and masculine, all these black and white polarities uh, day and night. So these polarities exist in our world for a reason, but they're extreme. So we as humans are meant to exist within this spectrum. And I think a lot of times we can set ourselves up for being on one or the other side of these polarities. And we have a really hard time sitting in what I like to call the average, right? In my mind, I'm assuming some other people's minds as well. I think even men probably feel this way. We need to feel like we're the thinnest in order to be deserving of love, not the happiest, not the sexiest, not not even close to being average, right? Like it's so scary to be in the middle or in it, it feels like in order to get what we want, we have to defy the average and to be outside of the average. So whether that means to be thinner or to be 
bigger or to be more muscular, just having that little bit more of whatever, you know, makes you special. And same goes for people with toxic masculinity. They're in this like rigid calorie counting and numbers idea. They want to be the strongest, most buff people walking around the gym. They can't be the average person in the gym, you know, who's lifting the average amount of weights. We we naturally, I think, especially those with like our more of a type A personality, want to be outside into the polarities to be seen and to be noticed and to feel like we deserve to be loved. So those are my initial thoughts, right? Like just setting the tone here and it's okay. Like it's no one's fault. I mean, it's been like this for so long and we're taught and fed these images of what we are meant to look like. And we're, we see it in the rom-coms. We see it in, you know, all of these media that we have to look a certain way. And I want to talk about how we can change that, right? So let's think about the base, the foundation of our relationships, especially romantic relationships. But this can go for all relationships. Why would you want to start a relationship that's based solely on the person that you are not actually are, right? So if you are trying your hardest, your hardest to get to, and you're manipulating your body and you are engaging in behaviors that are like diet culture or eating disorder or just not true to you or over-exercising, you are setting the stage to not be your true self when you are getting into a relationship and looking for a long-term or even short-term partner or whatever it may be. If you're constantly fighting yourself, you are not thriving. So even if you do meet the right person, uh, you know, in quotes, there are going to be so many problems that are going to need to be solved down the line, right? Because if you're not thriving in your body, mind, and soul through nourishment, through self-love, you are not going to be living your truth. And you will be in chronic stress and people, including your partner, will sense this chronic stress. I also think that if you're fighting yourself, if you're not thriving, if you're not living your truth, if you're not being who you really are, I don't think that you can really realistically find a person that will serve you, right? I think that those people that we attract when we're in that stress state or when we're not completely nourishing ourselves are the types of people who are going to potentially hurt us. They're the types of people who are potentially really shallow. I think that like, like I obviously met my husband and he was the right person for me, even though I was sick. But I just think that that could be kind of a rare thing. And like I said, if you do find that person and you're not true to yourself, you will run into problems in the future. So it's one of those things where you're like, I really need to sit down and figure this out. So studies have shown that chronic stress and other poor health, including risk factors like cardiovascular disease and poor immune function, we can actually, through stress, this numerous studies have demonstrated that chronic stress, just whatever that may be, can be perceived or, you know, real stress, which includes, you know, having an eating disorder, not feeding yourself, over-exercising, not managing your stress well, not including self-care, can include trauma. All these things that are stressful for us will actually shorten our telomeres, which are um, around our cells, and they 
I'm saying this in very lay terms, but basically like we can kill ourselves faster through um, stress and you can literally look stress, more stress. There's oxidative stress, which actually makes you age faster, which is like, okay. Also people can sense this. Like you can actually sense through other partners, like even an invisible stress, you can sense that. And that's not going to necessarily be an attractive quality to like other people. So I think it's really interesting. If you're in the dating scene, really ask yourself, is it a good time for me to be dating right now? Am I overly stressed? Do I need to spend more time being single and actually finding myself single, actually finding that person that I really am meant to be, right? So you can decide if you want to continue dating or if you want to just sit in in the singleness and find your truth and live your truth. You know, being in a state of stress looks like a lot of different things for people. It can look like disease. It can look like hair loss, fatigue, low sex drive, irritability, skin dryness, sleeplessness, hormonal imbalances, so much more. And that's just some physical stuff, you know, but there can be so many other signs. It's, it's so important to understand that you don't have to change your body for a relationship, right? Like you can absolutely, but a, you're probably not going to get a person who's going to love you for who you are sustainably. And B, you are going to run into problems. You're not going to be living your truth. You're not going to be agreeing to live in this world as who you're meant to be. You're going to experience a lot of symptoms that aren't great emotionally, mentally, physically, which will affect your relationship. And it's just important to understand that we cannot force something without there being backfiring energy. Think about those women and those men and those people that we see on the streets who are extremely confident and they're exactly themselves. They own who they are and they're sexy. You know what I mean? Like we can feel that energy from them. That person in society's mind might not be right but in her mind or his mind they are and that is the energy that we can take right so there's going to be people in this world who there might be somebody who is the most fit you know a quote unquote societally attractive person in this world who can look like they aren't attractive because they have low energy they're not taking care of themselves they're stressed So my, what I'm trying to get across is that there are things that you can do to actually make yourself more, I guess, ready for a relationship and physically attractive that are actually just healthy and they have nothing to do with our size of our bodies or the physical way that we look, right? So there's things like nourishing ourselves with food, having sufficient macronutrient balance, not dieting, doing movement that aligns with you if that's in your life right now and if that serves you, managing stress, feeling nourished in other areas of our lives besides food, like in our families and in our lives, in our workplace, slowing down, getting a little sun, like taking a swim in the ocean, you know, anything that brings you joy, that is going to make you love your life more and make you more confident. And that is going to be the most attractive thing that you can do. 
she will be the one or he will be the one to have a strong relationship that is sustainable and truly, truly happy, which is what we all want, right? That's honestly what we want. We often have eating disorders and we want to change our bodies because of fear. We have fear that if we don't change our bodies, we are not going to find love or we're not going to be deserving of love. And if we don't have love, our lives are sad, right? That's just an example. It can be anything. But I want you to understand that if you try and change your body for a relationship, that will ultimately lead you sad and not aligned in your life. So it's kind of like re like changing up the story and using healthy ways to improve your life that will automatically make you more ready for a relationship or more grounded within your current relationship. And also your ideas of the types of partners that you want will change as you evolve and as you heal. So my homework to you is to write down traits in your future partner that you really want as you continue to heal on your journey and see how this list changes because it will change, you know, there will be core values and things that will change and things that you'll drop. And it's, it's just interesting to focus on how you, how you are changing and how that will ultimately change who your partner is that you attract. So let's talk about healthy behaviors that are attractive to most people, right? So like I said, eating enough food, having sufficient macronutrient balance, not dieting, exercise that aligns with you and movement that aligns with you, managing stress, feeling nourished in other areas of your life, not being scared of pleasure, slowing down, getting outside, doing things that you love. I also think it's important to be yourself, be funny, you know, have these characteristics that are very attractive that you might, you, you 1000%, I know that you have attractive qualities that are outside of the way that you look. I know that maybe they're not very clear to you right now, but as you continue on your journey, you will, they will be more and more clear to you. You can smile at people you're crushing on. If you're crushing on somebody, use that energy, right? Take it somewhere, go for it. If it's, if it serves you, right? Be spontaneous, showcase your passions and interests, be honest. Like these are all really a beautiful qualities that people will look for that have nothing to do with the way that you look. So I hope that this helped you to kind of change your narrative. And I also wanted to talk about relationships and recovery, specifically eating disorder recovery, if that is something, or just body image healing journey, if that's something you're on. So there are stuff, stuff that can happen and problems that can arise because of you know, you being in this stage of life, like intimacy problems because of body image issues or trauma, um, difficulties with social events and eating together. It's, it's really easy to compare yourself with your date or your partner. Like, what are they eating versus what am I eating? You might feel like a burden and your problems are a burden. I definitely have been here. I've been, all these are, have been me in the past. And There's so much more, but these are some common occurrences that happen in recovery. So I want to talk about some things that you can do that could help you in this time. So understanding your needs is something that is really important. Understanding exactly the tools, the help, the support that you need. 
I think it's important to be honest with your partner or your date. If you are dating and you are worried that if you tell this person that you have an eating disorder, they're going to run away, you know, maybe find a time that you feel safe, maybe not on the first date or the second date, but once you get to know that person, you can um, go to them and tell them very clearly just so you know, I have an eating disorder or I'm in a self-love journey in my life and maybe give them one way they could help you. Like maybe we can not talk about dieting or food or um, you can help me, you know, let's go shopping together. There's some things that, um, that they could do that are easy and helpful for you. If they are not ready to receive that, that's okay that is something that is not your fault. It's something that they just, it's just not a match right now, right? That just, that relationship doesn't align. And so prioritizing self-care, also just realizing that you don't have to date. Like I said before, if you're not ready to date, if you're um, single and you're having a hard time being single, but you're in this stage of life where you're trying to find yourself, like that could be your challenge to really discover who you are without somebody else. And lastly, I want to mention, I also want to mention to remember that you are dating for you. And also I want to mention that our food and body challenges are really mirrors to our lives a lot of times, and that includes dating and relationships. So if something comes up for you, you can journal about these mirrors, like where are you being black and white with your relationships? Are you being honest with your partner and yourself? And how can they support you in really small ways that are easy for them to digest and understand? Because a true partner will want to help you and serve you. And they will want to support you. And to be honest, I think having this idea that, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm going to burden my partner. That's something that I really struggled with that I needed to release. I needed to trust in my partner. I needed to trust that they that my husband loved me for me and wanted the best for me and was honored to be in my life in this way. So date in the body that you have now. Be in a relationship in the body you have now. Your future self will thank you. That is going to be it for this episode. If you found this episode helpful, please don't forget to leave me a rating and review. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Take the Cake. Bye!